Oh, hey, yo. Today we are talking about neglect. I know it's really great, but like this understanding that not loving yourself, not giving yourself what you need, not knowing what you need can be extremely destructive to dreams, to your ability to believe in anything that you want and your ability to, as a whole person, go after it. And the wears and tears of that is and can be devastating. And so breaking that down a little bit today and just talking through the importance of yoga and the ability to connect to your body and your feelings and this neglect portion is an important thing to feel my way through and neglecting myself is an easy habit that I fall into. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey, welcome to the Vedrine Podcast, where we do dreams. I'm your host, Hannah Nuss, coming to you from a now taken over room, mostly taken over by American Girl doll items. Um, but a small percentage of this room is still a podcast studio, and eventually. We will have a dedicated podcast studio. But for now, this is the space. This is where we're at. And it is a wonderful, magical place. Even more wonderful and magical now that there's this addition of American Girl stuff. I think it's so fun. 
and so much part of my childhood that I loved. So <laughs> part of doing your dreams is creating a narrative of greatness. Period. And that narrative really comes from this this storytelling that we do every day. And it makes a di big difference in low days and surviving the struggles of that because we have created a long, long list of ways that we are amazing even on days where we are not feeling like that's the truth. And so this is more of a reference list for those days, a celebration list for other days, and a way to live and relate and work. So my great thing is I think having people, multiple people that I can go to as a sounding board who aren't like quick to fix anything. I think they just know that we need to talk it all the way out and obviously talk therapy, talking things through is something that's really important for me. And also having people who actually listen um, fully and wholly and give time and space for those things. Um, that that's a, a deal breaker. Bay, are you going to do yoga? No. What? My leg hurts. Okay. You can just go lay down. That was Miss Baylor, who is not going to do yoga this morning. Um, <laughs> okay, refocusing. So having someone who's capable of listening, who will take time to actively listen and not pursue solutions, just listen and not even like from a vent angry position. And I think that's a big difference that I want to point out is this isn't like vent sessions. And I used to have those and I had people that I would confide in only to find out that they were making active lists of that aggression to use against me one day. But that was rightedly so. Like I was in a toxic place that was toxic behavior to only vent and never feel good about where I was at. That was not good or helpful in any sense. And now shifting that activity, like 
venting was important for me because talking things out is extremely important for me to come to a more grounded and centered place. And the bigger shift there has been finding people who will listen and not act from a place of aggression or anger. And the act of speaking in anger or aggression is important as well. Um, But being able to stay in control of emotions through any experience is vital. And being able to breathe and calmly talk through those things versus vent and explode about them is a major, major difference in how I communicate and process things. And that is my great thing. Twofold. One, having people who will actually listen in that way, not like need to excuse themselves because there's no way for them to save the day here, not, you know, need to piggyback on that and continue the frustration train, like finding people who are capable of interpreting and understanding where I'm coming from and helping me to get to the other side of this. Because usually it's a mere talk about, lay everything out, and make a more whole decision because of the ability to lay things out and touch and talk on all of them and talk on my different emotions and the reasons for those emotions. Why is this flaring me up? Why am I feeling angry or resentful? And does that impact this decision at all? And a lot of my deep-seated emotions (laughs) really come from abandonment and, like, just this feeling of people not caring enough to, to take care of me. And so anytime that I feel that emotion or I feel something that feels like that, It's always going to kind of flare me up. And now I know who to go to and how to calmly lay things out so I can make a more just decision, not based on my emotions, but more based on facts versus feelings. And not to like disarm the feelings and not bring them into the decision, but to make sure that I am talking through why I'm feeling that. And if this is that feeling or if it is a reminder of a past feeling. And a lot of times it's just a reminder. It's not the truth. And that's a really big distinction.
right? Is it just flaring us up because we remember feeling that way not too long ago? Or is this just? Is this a feeling? And is this an actual thing that is happening? And sometimes it's both. And all the time we need to be able to communicate that, whether that's journaling, whether that's talking, whether that's research, like however you find your way through that, it's important to establish what that is that gives you relief because it always gives me relief to just talk through all of the different emotions that I'm feeling and kind of lay it all out there so I can make a decision based in reality versus sometimes where my head goes, which is like either toxically past tense or forward tense. Pre, no, pretense would be, I don't know, future, future based in a toxic, impossible way to live up to. And present moment has always been of utmost importance for focus for me. So that's my great thing. Having people that I can talk through those things and letting those people know what I need in those situations for them to effectively help me as well and manage me. And that's, that's a place that we were not in before and to even be able to sit here and know that I dealt with things in a better way yesterday feels really great and very powerful. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. (sighs) So Monday, I finally got to go back to a yoga practice to a studio that I practiced at a lot in the last two years. And when I started taking over this shop in August, I knew that this would probably be something that would have to kind of fall by the wayside for a little bit of time because I was going to be doing this. This is where I was going to be spending my time And finally returning to the mat after a quarter, right? So a little over a hundred days and I had like tried to get back into it, but I'm telling you class community connection is different from practicing at home. Not that home practices are worthless, just that like it hits different, right? Someone can love and nurture and take care of you and care about you. And I mean, yeah, people online in quotes care about you, but it's different. And that's not always everyone's response. That's just, that's mine, right? Like it it hits different when you are connected with a community, when you are connected with real humans who really care. And I know that from my standpoint, that also 
sets you up for a lot of danger because I saw growing up a lot of people taking advantage of those giving, caring hearts. And even in the community and connection, there was a lot of pain. And so I think that makes you want to close up and not experience that. And so much of the world is catering to that now that we don't actually take time to connect with anyone anymore because we can do that through our phone or we can do these online things. And those are all very important, but we're going to reach a place and we're coming up to it where we miss connecting with humans. We miss the importance of that and the value of that. And we are social beings. We are, even if you say, no, I'm really not. We are as humans and oftentimes not wanting that is probably coming from a place of, you know, deeper trauma, but really a full, healthy human craves connection, community. It's literally why towns exist. Otherwise, everybody, like, there's probably enough land here that we could all spread out. But we need, we need humans. We need each other. Not just the internet experience of each other. Physical is important. And I'm, that's actually my next read is why. So I had gone through all of this. It felt better to just be at home as I experienced a lot of it. And then over the last year, I just felt like you, you have to connect. Like you can build all these things, but if you're not connecting with people, if you're not experiencing the beauty of humans it'll it's it's not gonna feel right it's not gonna be what you want so there was this major call for connection and and experiencing humans again which is why I, we went with the physical space versus the online and i don't understand why there was that huge call because I had always had this like no you can just build online why would you ever even take on the overhead and and why is that important and community blah 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 like let's all just live on the internet and totally I was in that like it's all automated it's easy you can do whatever you want there and you don't have to like mess with the messiness of humans right because on the internet, you can just scale so much bigger, further, wider. So why mess with physical? And I have to learn more about that because it's it's important in exactly where I'm at right now, which it has been this call and craving for connection. And so 
when I got to finally return to the mat on Monday in a class, I I teared up at least once, for sure one time. And I remember just like finally reconnecting with my body, which if you don't practice yoga and you're like, I'm not flexible, it's not about flexibility. It really is about the ability to connect to the feelings in your body, to the present moment, to your breath. Because when you are connected to your breath, you are connected to the present moment, which is extremely important in controlling anxiety and depression. And so yoga is a practice of way more than flexibility. (laughs) Like it's not even about flexibility. Flexibility of the mind but not as much a body thing. And so often people dismiss it as a body function, as a workout. It is a mind-body-spirit workout. So don't dismiss it. It is so important in being able to heal a lot of the things that we're talking about and in being able to connect with yourself and your body enough to process the emotions, to connect with your body, period. And the connection of your body, mind, and spirit is what's going to help connect with your real dreams. And so as I'm laying there on the mat, I am kind of consciously tapping back into my body for the first time in a long time. Like I'm realizing that I don't remember the last time that I was this deep into my feeling, feelings and body. And so I'm laying there and all of a sudden my body is just telling me like, we've been neglected. You've neglected us. And I felt sad for a second. And then I felt a little bit worried that this neglect would show up in my practice And I would forget how to tap back in to my mind and body and this ability to heal and feel myself. And it was like very worrisome and troublesome. And as I'm experiencing that overwhelm of neglect and this reality that I've been running and forgot to bring myself along. And here's the truth. You'll actually probably survive just fine. Right? Like I am so very grateful that I had all these grounding exercises. And so you couldn't really tell because I didn't feel anxious or overwhelmed. I actually felt very calm and serene. And that's great. I am very grateful for that. And as I laid on that mat and talked about this 
neglect, right? That I was feeling, that my body's been feeling, that my spirit has probably been feeling. I realized that all the things that I've learned to hear have been great. But if I don't include my entire self, I won't be able to get to the places that I want to go. Like neglecting myself, my care, my needs is going to hold me back from getting where I want to go. And what a deep mat conversation. But how many spaces do we exist in that we can have these conversations with ourselves? And this is another really great part of yoga. Like as you're challenged in positions, in whatever, right? Because yeah, if you can't touch your toes, certainly we could say you're not flexible, but we could also say like your body's telling you something, you're holding something there. And so the ability to like let go and give way to your body is really powerful. And, you know, class is so good at that, at like creating, creating opportunities to connect with your body, feelings, emotions, and realities. And so I was very grateful for the ability to attend that class, the the free up of my schedule, and this truth-telling moment that was like, once again, you're practicing life in fragments. And it definitely is a, a better, more controlled, more in control version of you. And you're, you're stoic and you're in your space, but you are still missing a vital piece. And the vital piece is that vitality, that life. Is that full expression of self. And yeah, I know this is a very important piece of all of this. And so this work will continue. The writing is obviously a huge portion of all of this and that will continue. And finding space to continue to love and not neglect my needs is vital. Like running a successful business is not as important as caring for others and caring for myself. And so creating and making time and space for those things is of utmost importance 
is what I realized. And I didn't realize until I had had that conversation and I felt that in my body, that neglect come up that I was yes, more aligned and in a better place, but not fully there. And right. The fully there part is engaging that self-love. And I know that the second that I got the chance to like run after something successful, I defaulted to the neglect portion of loving myself and taking time to do that and putting intention behind that and those care practices. Because I think it was it was always just easier to do the things that I was celebrated for and not take up time or space from anyone. Just like be easy. Be easy. And emotionless was easy. Like that was easier to deal with. Be easy. And just doing things that made sense was easy. Giving people an easy way to care that I exist. Great. Easy. Easy breezy. And I don't know why I cut my hair when I was little. But I have to think that part of it was this be easy thing. Like combing hair was hard, was just another thing to do to take care of me. And it wasn't easy. And I had emotional and feeling things that were not easy. And so it became really easy to just not have those things exist at all and to run from them only to explode later. But it was easy to find someone else to explode on and not bring that into making me look like a difficult person to care for. And so I think as I laid there on the mat, that neglect of myself and the reality that I was feeling that hit me really hard. And the reality that I was just sort of catering to everyone else and trying to be as like low friction and easy as possible um, so that people just like 
responded, cared, and could understand how to like engage with me and what I was doing. And that's all good and fine, but not having that ability to care and love myself while doing this will create long-term impacts on whatever I am building. And building anything from an unwhole place is the exact opposite of what I set out to do here. Like I wanted the full engagement, the passionate and excited human that I know was in there that I know got frozen and stuck somewhere. And I think frozen and stuck in neglect and this need to be easy to care for. And that neglect I found on the yoga mat. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials, help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.